Send it on down, Lord. Send it on down. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, make sure you're a sheep and not a goat. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hey, we laugh about that. That's in the Word of God. That's powerful. That's true. Brother Johnson, you're exactly right. I want to be a sheep. You ever heard somebody say, you old goat? I don't want to be called that. Do you? Amen. How many wants to hear the Lord say, well done? It's going to be worth it all. It's going to be worth it all. How many remember that song? Clap your hands for our singers. They do a great job. Throwing it back tonight. Throwing it back. I like it. Amen. Good to see you in the house of the Lord tonight. Hope you're having a good week. Amen. God's good even if you're not. Praise the Lord. Good to see Herb here tonight. He's come a few times and worshiped with us. Clap your hands for him, fine young man. Always good to see him. Amen. Missing anybody tonight? Brenda, we claimed you already. Martha, my cousin, Sister Tammy's sister's visiting, worshiping with us tonight. Clap your hands for Martha. Good to see her, my cousin. We love her. Amen. Everybody say, I'm glad I'm at church. Amen. Thank the Lord for the house of the Lord. Amen. We will plan, Lord willing, next Wednesday night to have our consecration service, Lord willing, next Wednesday night. So we'll make that announcement in the weekend. And uh, make sure you bring a towel for yourself for the foot washing. Uh, Lord willing, next Wednesday night we'll have our consecration service. We'll take a communion out here. And then we go to separate rooms for our foot washing. Most of us have been involved in that through the years. That's next Wednesday night. Always have a special move of God during that service, don't we? Amen. How many participate in that felt the touch of the Lord? Amen. In a special time, we come in and do that. Lord willing, this Saturday, yeah, if they're giving out some bad weather uh, Friday and Saturday, we'll, if we were to cancel, we'll do a call out. How you want to do it, Brother Cockrell? All right. As of now, it's planned. We'll, we'll cancel with a call out if we're not having the men's breakfast. There's 100% rain, I think, Saturday, possibly with severe thunderstorms. So we'll play that by ear. But as of now, they're planning to have the men's breakfast. Okay. And Bible study. Mm. All right. But we'll do a call out if we do cancel that. Praise the Lord. Psalms, the 90th chapter. Psalms, chapter 90. And if we do have it, it's 9 a.m. is the breakfast and 10 a.m. is the Bible study out here in the sanctuary around 10 a.m. Psalms, the 90th chapter. Our first Wednesday night service of 2020. Hope you're having a good year so far. If not, you still got a lot of days ahead of you, hopefully, to make things right. Amen. God can make it right just like that. It don't take him all year to fix stuff, does it? <clears throat> Psalms, the 90th chapter, a few verses of reading. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, won't we say this together? Even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Isn't that a powerful saying? Even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Thou turnest man to destruction and sayest, Return, ye children of men. For a thousand years in thy sight are as but as yesterday, when it's past, and as a watch in the night. Thou carest them away as with a flood. 
they are as a sleep. In the morning they are like grass which groweth up. In the morning it flourisheth and groweth up. In the evening it is cut down and withereth. For we are consumed by thine anger and by thy wrath are we troubled. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee. Notice this, our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. Notice this next phrase, say it with me. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore and ten. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet it is a strength, labor, and sorrow. For it is soon cut off and we fly away. Who knoweth the power of thine anger? Even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. And let's read verse 12 together, a very powerful verse. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Powerful passage. Powerful passage. I want to speak to us tonight on a little catchy thought. I did this before and I want to do it again tonight just to kind of bring us to where we live and speak kind of currently where we are. And it's, of course, it's changed a little bit, but chapter 2020. Everybody say chapter 2020. Turn to your neighbor and say chapter 2020. Would you lift your hands? Ask God to help us for the next little while. We love you, Jesus. I thank you for your healing virtue. I thank you for your spirit we fill in your house tonight. For what you did Sunday morning and Sunday night in our midst. What you're doing tonight in this service. Your spirit is here to help us. You're here to fix us tonight, God. You're here to direct us, God. We thank you for the strength you give, the anointing that destroys the yoke, the power of the Holy Ghost, in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, for all those things and much more. Help me to be led by your Spirit, God. Help us. Help us in this new chapter of our lives to be faithful, to be what you'd have us to be. Everybody said in Jesus' name. Clap your hands on the Lord. You may be seated. If you'd help me preach for the next little while. We are early on in the beginning of another year and much like was referenced here Sunday by Brother Tipton it is not only a new year but it is a new decade I said briefly Sunday Brother Davidson in text Sunday morning and he said about the welcome to the roaring 20s that's an old saying from back in the 1920s if they thought it was roaring then Brother Johnson wow you ever wonder what it would be like for somebody to come back that has been passed away for 50 years and just bring them back and just Pop them among us to see all of the radical changes that have taken place in the last 50 years. There's been more changes uh, uh, in the last 50 to 75 years. There was probably in all the years before that. You know, there's more knowledge and power on this right here than probably was uh, in a person's house 50 years ago. Come on, somebody. The Bible says ever learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. I'll be honest with you, this little smartphone right here, and I've alluded to it before, and I'm going to share it with you tonight, whether you have an Android or an iPhone, whatever you have, uh, it, you know, it's amazing what all this little device can do. And let me digress briefly and tell you, you've got to be able to control it. But I can go in here right now and just big up some information. I mean, it's got some good stuff on it. I can go to Brother Google, Sister Safari, and I can find out some stuff. Now, somebody said before, if you haven't helped problems, it ain't good to Google all that stuff because it always ends bad usually. But you can go over here and find out a lot of other people's business with Facebook and Instagram. There's a lot of good stuff on here. 
Of course, there's some bad stuff on it, but you can't let the bad overshadow and outweigh the good. But I can sit right here and find out some good information, find out what's going on in the world. I got apps and I got news things on here. Man, I can find out some stuff. I get almost educated beyond my intelligence. I'm so bright, my father still calls me son. But it is amazing what all we have in our generation that we have and, and the, the learning and kids like that sit among us tonight, uh, they're in kindergarten and first grade. And say, it's amazing what they come up with, what they already know how to do. I mean, if you don't know how to do your device, hand it to a six-year-old, let him figure it out for you. I mean, it seems like it's advancing at a rapid rate and all that. Nothing wrong with a lot of that stuff. But what matters most, what matters more is what? The spiritual man. The spiritual woman. Because it's appointed unto man once to die, the Bible says. And after this, the judgment. So we're in not only a new day and a new year, but a new decade. And it's the first Wednesday night service of 2020. We didn't have service last Wednesday night. We are now eight days into this new chapter of our lives. Eight days into chapter 2020. Congratulations for surviving 2019. Give yourself a hand clap tonight. Congratulations for surviving 2019. 2019 is over. It's forever a part of our past. The 12 months, 365 days, 8,760 hours, 525,600 minutes, 31,536,000 seconds of 2019 are behind us. We're in 2020. We get one more day this year. We get 366 this year because it's leap year. So we get an extra 24 hours. And I can get the calculator on your smart. You get how many more minutes you're going to get. And how many more seconds you're going to get. But we got a February the 29th this year. So we get 366 this year. No doubt in your 2019, I think we all can understand this tonight. In 2019, we all had some good times. Can somebody say amen? How many had some bad times? Can you say amen? How many had some highs? How many had some lows? How many had some laughters? How many had some tears? How many had some victories? How many had some defeats? But guess what? We're still here. We're at the house of God having church on Wednesday night, 2020. Clap your hands and give God praise. God, you brought me through 19. Thank you for allowing me to see 20. And I like what Sister Diane said a while ago. She's already spoken and said 2020 is going to be a good year for her. I like that. Death and life is where? In the power of the tongue. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. It says ask and you shall receive. Why don't we ask God for a good spiritual year in 2020? Why don't we ask God for fresh faith this year? Well, a fresh touch of God, a fresh revival. How many needs fresh joy this year? How many need some financial blessings this year? Come on, be honest. How many like to be more blessed this year than you were last year? You might as well be honest and get your hand up. Come on. I, wanna, I have a good habit of thinking. That's thanking God. One of the best habits we can have is thanking God. <clears throat> and I spoke to us around Thanksgiving. I mentioned, I think, one of the services Sunday. It's a powerful scripture, and I brought it out during Thanksgiving. In everything, give thanks. This is the will of God concerning you. 
in everything give thanks. We don't thank him for what we got going on sometimes. We don't thank him for pain, and we understand that. We don't thank him for bad stuff. We don't thank him when we lose our job and all of that. But guess what? In everything, we still give thanks. And it says it's the will of God concerning you. Amen? I thank God for every blessing he gave me in 19, every encouragement, every deliverance, every healing, every forgiveness he gave me, every protection, every provision he gave me. Come on. Anybody thankful besides me tonight? I'm thankful for every time he touched me, every time he healed me, every time he blessed me. Because you know what, Brother Fleming? I'm going to need it again this year. How many ate yesterday? How many ate today? Everybody say, there you go. <laughs> I got blessed Sunday. I feel the blessings of God tonight. Lord willing, I'm going to come back this week and expect God to bless again this weekend. And sometimes you got to get involved in what God's doing to get a little special touch. Lift your hands and worship Him. Step out of the aisles like some of us did Sunday and Sunday night. I took off this platform and began to run Sunday night. I like to get involved in what God's doing. Brother Tipton quoted the verse, taste and see that the Lord is good. I like to taste of the goodness of God. I found out that He is a good God. I found out He knows how to forgive me. I found out He knows how to heal me. I found out he knows how to deliver. I've tasted and seen why he's done it before. I believe he's going to do it in 2020 for us. Clap your hands and shout hallelujah. How many is expecting it? Now make sure that none of us in the early part of this year, and I think hopefully we're not, uh, only you can answer for yourself, but make sure we're not conditional Pentecostals. That as long as our conditions are met and our our expectations are already met, that we'll give God and we'll do better and we'll act right. Because sometimes conditions aren't going to be right. And they're not going to be ample. You're not going to always feel like stepping out in the aisles. I'm not always going to feel like jumping off the platform. But let me tell you right now, even when the conditions are not right, He's still worthy of my worship. He's worthy of my faithfulness. I like to put the time in when the going's good because it don't always stay good, Sister Lynn. And this family's found it out for the last seven weeks. I like to be faithful and put the time in when things are going good because things can change. And it's a lot better feeling when the things are bad that you know you live for God when it was good. Somebody clap your hands and Sister Deborah Richard. It makes me feel better when things get kind of topsy-turvy that I know I've been faithful when things were going good. I don't want to be like that soldier in the army and bullets flying over his head and the enemy's coming in and all of a sudden he sees that that chain with that cross. He said, how does this work? You better know how it works before the bullets start flying. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise. Somebody needs to know how to praise in advance and worship before the clouds come in. And I think most of us have got that down pat. I may get lit. I want to be faithful over a few things. I want to give God praise for the little things he does for me. For every time I get in my vehicle and drive to Dollar General, thank you, Jesus. Every time I go to Greer's and come home, thank you, Jesus. I don't just thank you for the long trips. I want to thank you for the small trips. Every time he's healed me and kept me and protected me and provided for me, protected my kids going to school and college, protected my wife going to the bus and coming home, I want to be faithful over a few things and thank you for all the small stuff. Come on, clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Anybody believe what I'm preaching tonight? 
Because he said, if you will be faithful over the, the small stuff, I'll give you the big stuff. I get dangerous and I start looking for stuff to throw. And one preacher's preaching, that man was asleep. He said, somebody get a, thought, a song book. Somebody wake him up. And they said, you wake him up, you put him to sleep. I'm like somebody said, I'm not, I'm not going to get mad because somebody's sleeping during my prayer. They trust me enough, they can go to sleep. And I'm just glad they're here. They could have stayed home and slept. <laughs> clap your hands. Let's have a little fun tonight. Clap your hands. You ever fell asleep praying? I wouldn't recommend that driving. But have you ever fell asleep just, I mean, nodded off and fell asleep? I've done that. I'll be honest with you. Now, if you lose confidence in me, ask God to forgive you because you've made some mistakes too. But let me tell you right now, that's a good way to fall asleep, isn't it? Talking to the Lord. That's a great way to fall asleep, talking to the maker. Come on, somebody. The devil will beat us up over everything we let him beat us up over. He'll love to elbow his way, make you guilty, and, and li- make you live in condemnation. Come on, that's where the devil specializes in con- But God don't condemn. God spends a, sends a spirit of conviction to convict you, but he never condemns you. So each day of this new chapter, you and I, now I can't add it to you. I can preach and be led by the Spirit. I aim to do that. But you have the most to do with your spirituality. Now, I don't hurt nobody's feelings. Uh, we even limit the touch of God in our lives by our willingness or unwillingness. And it's a challenge. We're in a time and world where everything vies for our attention. And you don't have to look for a way out. It finds you. And things I've alluded to already in this message tonight about the cell phones, about technology, uh, whatever it may be, televisions and media and jobs and families and, and, and careers and, and relationships. There's so much thing that vies for our attention. I respect anybody that just steals away every day and talks to their maker. That's committed to God. For a relationship to work, there has to be a commitment. No relationship, relationship is going to survive without a commitment. A marriage won't. A job won't. And living for God will not survive if you're not committed. Let me get way ahead of myself. It's always this time of year. People's talking about New Year's resolutions. And nothing wrong with that. Sometimes we need that. It's a great time of the year to try to make ourselves better and say, you know what, there's some things I want to do better this year that maybe I slacked up in 19. And it's a great time for people to reprioritize. I understand all that stuff, and that's vital. Sometimes that's necessary. But can I tell you, four out of five people that do that, break it. Let me say this. A resolution only works if you work it. A relationship only works if you work it. Living for God only works if you work on your relationship with living for God. No relationship can survive if there's not communication. Nobody can stay married if they don't talk to each other and let them know, you know, I love you. And more than loving you, I show you I love you. I care for you. I'll be with you. Come on, son. It's the same with Jesus Christ. If your relationship struggled in 19, it's a new year. It's a new day. You can make things right and better. It's up to us tonight. Clap your hands. I'm not here to browbeat. I'm here to encourage you.
Because when it's all said and done, more is always said than done. And in reality, and this is a tough saying, in reality we are basically really as close to God as we really want to be. Because if we're not, we'll do something about it. Is that all right? Am I hurting you? I ain't hurt nobody, am I? Back to relationship stuff. When you enjoy somebody's company, you want to be with them. Brother McKee, I think you still enjoy that lady sitting beside you. You better nod right here. <laughs> it's a good time to nod. And she enjoys you. Brother Brad, I think she still enjoys you, as far as I know. But when you enjoy being with somebody, you, it just shows. You have a good time. You can tell they want to be together. If not, they're not going to stay together, bless God. Something they say so frivolous can come up between them. Well, they wouldn't commit it if it does. And if somebody really is committed to Jesus Christ, some little frivolous thing ain't going to separate that commitment. A little hurt feeling, a little discouragement that we all get. Oh, I'm just pastoring now. I'm pestering a little bit. In 2020, most of us are going to get our feelings hurt somewhere in this year. Most of us are going to have disappointments between now and December the 31st. I think most of us are well aware that I think you're old enough congregation to realize between now and the end of the year, you're going to have disappointments. People are going to hurt your feelings, and I hope it don't happen. But let me tell you, I've lived long enough, and most of us have tonight. Even these people in the front row, these young men know you're going to have some heartaches sometimes. You've got some disappointments. But you have to roll up your sleeves and get back up again. The sun's coming up in the morning. God is still God. I'm still here. He's still got his hand on me. Clap your hands and give God praise. Let's just be committed this year. Let's be greatly committed in 2020. That's where it starts and stops. Somebody say amen. But you add pages to your story. And I add pages to my story. The Bible says that the Lord is the author and finisher of our faith. And with Him, He can help us in our stories that we're currently living in. He has the power to change things. Zig Ziglar made a powerful statement. He said, we cannot go back and start over. But we can begin now and make a new ending. We cannot go back. It's impossible sometimes to go back and start over in certain things in our life. Now, we all would like to do that if we could sometimes. But everybody can begin where they are and make a new ending. Nobody can change where they've been. But everybody can change where they're going. In a vehicle, the front windshield is a lot bigger than the rearview mirror. Now, that rearview mirror is important. It helps you see that policeman to make you drive right. But you can't keep going straight and forward looking at that rearview mirror. There's something much bigger in front of it. It's your future. Let's walk in Jesus. Let's let be what he wants us to be. Let's be committed in 2020. Let's have apostolic revival. Let's do more and be more because God is greater and he wants to do more. Clap your hands and give him praise on Wednesday night. Anybody believe what I'm preaching? But guess what? You know, I used to wear pins a lot in here. I like them. They look nice. But I had a few to leak. And it'll mess up a white shirt as fast as anything. Yes, sir, go ahead. And sometimes I still do carry them. But as we begin this new year, the pen in your story is mostly in your hand. Now, God's the author and finisher of our faith. But he puts a pen in our hands. I'm still writing my story. I'll be 50 next month. I can't believe it. It blows my mind. I'm glad. I hope I reach it. I'll be glad to read, but I just don't seem like it ought to be. I don't know if something's wrong. The birth certificate, I don't know what's going on, but I, just, I don't, it don't feel like it. 
I can't believe I'm half a hundred. It's just amazing. But at almost 50 years of age, God put this in my hand a long time ago. I hadn't always wrote right. I'm thankful for the white out of God. Because I wrote some stuff that I wasn't proud of. There's a page in my life I like to rip out. I thank God for ripping it out. But 2020 is a blank page in front of all of us. 357 days left, give or take a few days. But the pen's in our hands. And by December 31st, we're responsible for what's on the page. It's not God's responsibility for what's on my page. It's my responsibility. I'm going to have hurt in my life, but I had not got to write it down every time it happens. I'm going to have disappointments and people's going to talk about me. And I may lose some friendships, but I don't have to write all that stuff down because I know he's the author. I know he's a finisher. I know he's got his hand on me. It ain't his will for me to carry every little hurt and every little disappointment. That's why I have a God. That's why I have the Holy Ghost. He gives me the peace that passes all understandings and misunderstandings. Rise to your feet with these other people. Clap your hands and thank God for that tonight. May be seated. But the pen's in my hands, and the pen's in Brian Cranford's hands, and the pen's in Colby Anderson's hands, and the pen's in Miles Stowe's hands, and Greg Eshry's hands, and the pen's in Connie Dobbs' hands, and Maggie Alford's, and Donna Fields. The pen's in your hands. I keep naming everybody. The pen's in your hands. For the past seven days of the new 2020, have you already been praying every day? Have you already been reading the Bible every day? Have you already fasted some? We're already eight days into it, folks. If you're not already doing it, what are you waiting on? Is this all right? I'm just speaking from my heart. I'm trying to be led by the Spirit. God gives us the privilege and great responsibility of making choices. And your choices and my choices write our stories. Each story, each life is unique and special. And that means, listen to what I'm fixing to say. That means comparing your story and your chapter to someone else's will not really do you any good. Did you get that? Now, now what we like to do as Pentecost, we like to compare ourselves among ourselves. And that's not wise. I'm about to run out of that already, praise God. I got other side, praise God. But don't compare where you are right now with somebody else. Where they now, if, and they say we need friends like we need people we look up to and respect. But don't go through life and don't go through this year comparing your walk with God with somebody else's. There is therefore no what condemnation. Somebody said like therefore there is no comparison in them which are in Christ Jesus. <laughs> we don't need to compare ourselves among ourselves because when we do that. We all. I'm gonna say what I said a while back. This is good. Usually when we compare ourselves, we compare our weaknesses to somebody else's strengths. We only ever compare our weakness to somebody else's weakness. We already compare what they're good in and what we're not good in. We all have good things we're in, we're good, we do good in. We all have things we fall short in. We've all messed up. We've all got some pages in 19 we like to rip out. Come on, but guess what? 19's gone. 
Let's go into 20 with fresh face. You know what? I am going to live for God. I can't have a greater year spiritually. I can pray more this year. I can fast more this year. I can invite more people to church this year. Clap your hands if you want to do that. Come on, it's got to be more than just saying. You've got to commit to it. Now, I started getting sick the day after Christmas, praise God. Got a bad sore throat, got fever, which urgent care on the Sunday, the 29th. Got a steroid shot, got put on a Z-pack. I'm building your faith now, ain't I? Because I have bad days too, bro. I'm just blowing my nose up here. But guess what? It was after Christmas. Duh, I got sick after Christmas. It could have been all during Christmas. You got to find the good sometimes in life. But like Brother Johnson said a while ago, you can always look around and find somebody a lot worse off than you are. It's been said that no one can do all the things you were called to do or be the person you were created to be. In the words of Dr. Seuss, today you are you, that is truer than true. There's no one alive who is youer than you. Matthew 6 and 33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. When we put Jesus first and make him a priority and not a last resort, he will order our steps, he will direct our lives, and he will protect and provide for us. That's the word of God. He cannot lie. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. When we make God a priority, he makes us a priority. I'm going to say it again. When we make him a priority, he makes us a priority. Have you ever found out relationships, the more you spend time with somebody, the more you pick up their attributes and their mannerisms? You ever hung around somebody and you started thinking like they did and talk like they did and like the same? Come on, lift your hands. Don't leave me up here by myself. I know I'm telling the truth. Well, when you spend more time with Jesus Christ, you start acting like him and thinking like him. If you want to be more like God, you've got to spend more time with God. Now clap your hands and give him praise. Amen. Isn't that all right? We got, we've known people, no doubt, that had spare tire religion. They only brought God out when they need him in an emergency. We don't need a spare tire religion. We need God to be forefront in our lives. And I'll just pull him out for emergency situations and seasons. Can somebody say amen? I want God to be my steering wheel, not a spare tire in the trunk. I want him to lead and guide me and direct me. Come on. Is that all right? Because he can lead us. He can guide us. He can protect us. He can provide for us. He's still Jehovah Jireh in 2020. He's still our provider. What he did for Abraham, he can do for us. He's still the way maker in 2020. He's still the Alpha and Omega in 2020. He's still the beginning and the ending in 2020. He's still the Almighty God in 2020. His name is still Jesus in 2020. You still have to have the Holy Ghost in 2020. You still got to live holy in 2020. You still got to come to church and pay your tithes and live holy in 2020. It hadn't changed. If you were critical in 2019, you don't have to be critical this year. I don't expect you to run the aisles now, but that's all right. 
President Theodore Roosevelt said, it's not the critic who counts. Not the person who points out where the doer of deeds could have done better. But he said the credit belongs to the person who's actually in the arena. Whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. Who strives valiantly. Who errs and comes up short again and again. Notice they err and err and come up short again and again. Who knows the great enthusiasm, the devotion and spends himself or herself in a worthy cause. Who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement. And at the worst at least fails while daring greatly. So that his or her place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who knew neither victory nor defeat. You might as well say, uh, because it's good. And listen to what I'm fixing to tell you. It takes very little effort to voice criticism. Listen to me. It takes very little effort to voice criticism. Judging others requires no degree, no expertise, no background, no qualification. It requires no investment of time, resources, or self. In other words, it costs nothing. And because of that, criticism is usually worth just that, nothing. On the other hand, a life well lived is one that has few apologies to make. It is highly invested with self, energy, resources, and time. It is rich in friends, associates, and good deeds. It is built by effort and morality. And because of that, it is beyond value. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise. It's a new year. I don't want people to look in my coffin and say he was a critical spirit. He always saw the bad. He couldn't say nothing good about nobody. What a horrible way to be remembered. And God help any Pentecostal person that claims to have the Holy Ghost and all they are is critical. That's not of God. That's of the devil. I got the mic and I'm the pastor. I'm in the pulpit tonight. If you've been critical, let it be a new you and a new year. I'm not going to find fault in people. I'm going to find the good. I'm going to find the good in them. Clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Because let me tell you right now, if you look for the bad in somebody, if you look long enough, you're going to find it. It all depends on what you're looking for. Did you get that? What are you looking for in them? I got to hurry. I'm going to pick back up on this. Y'all may not want to hear it again. Let me back you up with some of that serious stuff with a little humor right now. One of the top New Year's resolutions is to lose weight. Nobody look around right now. I guarantee if you Google that, that was a top resolution. Lose weight. Very humorous lady years ago. She said turning over new leaves isn't something she, she does them on January the 1st. She says she turns them over all year long. And she wasn't a great housekeeper, obviously. She's, every time she sweeps the floor of her bedroom, she, she sweeps up leaves. She says those kind of leaves are easy to turn over, but the other kind, the resolutions, vows and promises are much harder. She said that most of her resolutions go through a series of rewrites throughout the year. Ain't nothing wrong with that. She starts out with the best intentions in January, like most people. But something happens as the months roll by, and she ends up you know, kind of altering the majority of her vows and resolutions. Now, she said the process goes something like this with her. It went like January the 1st, I vowed to do 100 sit-ups every day. Now, she, she, she already messed up, I'm going to tell you that. You got to set your goal where you can reach them, folks. What good is a goal if you can't even attain it? Come on, somebody preach with me now. 
I'm going to go and pick back up. Somebody make living for God so hard they can't even live it themselves. And I thank God for the exuberance and the enthusiasm of a new convert. But some people come in and run it wide open. They, can't, they set a standard so high they can't even live it. I don't care how good I preach, how much I love them. They ain't going to stay unless they, come on somebody, unless they get a little spiritual balance in their lives. And the church said, Amen. By June the 1st, she said, I vow to do 100 sit-ups. Wait, January the 1st, 100 sit-ups every day. June the 1st, I vow to do 50 sit-ups every day. She's still pushing the envelope. But notice, she really fell off the wagon. December the 1st, I vow to sit up sometime during the day. And January the 1st, I'm going to rid myself of 10 unwanted pounds. June the 1st, I'm going to rid myself of 5 unwanted pounds. December the 1st, I'm going to rid myself of the bathroom scale. A woman walked in the bathroom at home and saw her husband weighing himself on the bathroom scale, sucking in his stomach. She told her husband rather sarcastically, that's not going to help. Her husband replied, yes, it will. It's the only way I can see the numbers. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. Anyhow. And somebody said it like this. I hope your problems only last as long as your resolutions. Somebody said, oh, boy. But as I get ready to bring it to a close tonight, 19, with all of its good and bad are behind us. And I'm not here to preach a negative message. 2020 staring us right in the face. We're eight days into it. Some of you have had some good and bad already. Well, guess what? There's going to be more of that. I hope there's more good in, you, in this year than bad. I, I hope that for you. I hope that for me. And it can be. And oh, God's got all things work together for the good, Brother Colby. But the Bible says it rains on the just and the but the just shall live by faith. Amen? So we know there's going to be hardships and good times and bad times and highs and lows, laughters and tears. But through it all, through it all, through it all, man, I can sing if I wanted to, but I can't put these people out of business. i got to just keep pastoring. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Oh, praise. Anybody like that song a little bit? Amen. But time is one of the most valuable Commodities we have. Time. Leo Tolstoy said this, the two most powerful warriors are patience and time. The two most powerful warriors are patience and time. This one man, he had a problem, I guess, one lady. She said, God, give me patience, but hurry up. Oh, boy, they was in trouble. Benjamin Franklin said this, you may delay, but time will not. Theophrastus said this, time is the most valuable thing a man can spend. Time is the wisest counselor of all. There's a powerful poem by Dr. Benjamin E. Mays. I need to memorize it. It's a powerful thing. Some of you people need to memorize it. Some of you young brainy people. Listen to what he said. It's a powerful poem. I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it, forced upon me, can't refuse it, didn't seek it, didn't choose it, but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it, give account if I abuse it. Just a tiny little minute, but eternity is in it. 
The psalmist said tonight that we live our lives as a tale that is told. I've told you about the pen in our hands tonight, and you're writing your own book, so to speak. God's not going to do it. Only Sherlock can write. Only David Hamilton can write, and Malone Cockrell, and T.J. Hunt. Elma Malone, and Delina Davis, Sawyer, all read. Sam Day, Brenda Gordon, pens in your hands tonight. God ain't going to come down and slap it out and say, let me take care of that. He expects us to write our story. He expects us to make our call and election sure. He expects us to pray every day. He expects us to forgive those who hurt us because he's on the cross. He said, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He's not going to come down and fix everything. He's not going to always fix bad choices we make. He'll give us the grace to endure some stuff. His grace is sufficient. We're not going to run the aisles anymore. We may not shout. We may not even clap our hands. I'm going to speak in the Holy Ghost what I feel. But you're writing your story. And only eternity is going to tell what you wrote. It's a new day, a new year, a new decade. And what shall it profit a man, the Bible says, for him to gain the whole world? The Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and Sam Walters of our generation. Men of great renown. And Steve Jobs died in his 50s and Sam Walton didn't even make it to 70. And Elvis Presley, the greatest rock star ever lived. Music still played all over the world. He lived in his 40s. Marilyn Monroe, one of the greatest icons in history, lived to be in her 30s. Michael Jackson, greatest pop singer of history still. They talk about his music. I think he made it to about 50, early 50s. Having ministering some drugs in his body helped him sleep at night because it ain't all in money. It ain't all in how many followers you got on Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat and all that stuff. And the world's so big into that, but they still blow their brains out and OD and they find them dead with all the society and social elites. Michael Jackson's night, he wrote his story. It didn't end well. I'm not his judge. God's his judge. We believe what we believe. We know it's true. He wrote a story and it didn't end good. Their story's already written tonight, but we're still writing ours. As long as that thing in here is still beating and you got breath in your lungs, you're still writing. I don't care what happened yesterday. I don't care what kind of sin you committed. I'm not advocating and justifying sin. You got to get it forgiven. But I don't care what happened yesterday. And I, for the most part, I don't think he cares as long as you ask him to forgive you and aim to do better. But as long as you got the pen, it's up to you. And it's chapter 2020. Future's in your hands. It can be the best you've ever had it if you choose and commit to live for him. Why don't we stand together and lift our hands. I feel the Lord in this place tonight. Sister Taylor, y'all come play and sing wherever you feel in the Holy Ghost. Let's just have a somber time of just worshiping the Lord and committing a new year, a new day, and a new commitment to Jesus Christ because when everything else falls away, our commitment to God, our relationship with him is what's going to matter most. Could you lift your hands and love him and thank him tonight and commit this new year, this first Wednesday night service of 2020. The pen's in your hands. You're writing your story. Let go of the heartache. Let go of any bitterness, any strife, any hurt feelings. It's not worth going to hell over. Write your story and let it end well because the pen is in your hands. Why don't you find your place of prayer around the front of the altar at your pew tonight. Please don't leave until you talk to the Lord. This first Wednesday night service of 2020. Chapter 2020. 
It's in your hands. Ask God to help you. He will. But he expects us to do our part in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for being with us. What you're going to do for us through a fresh commitment tonight for people that are committed, God. I know you'll bless it. I know you'll honor it. I know you'll protect. I know you'll provide. I ask you to bless those who make fresh commitments tonight, Jesus. I ask you to encourage them. I ask you to strengthen them, Lord. They'll live for you greater in 2020 than they did in 2019. That is behind us. Any heartache, any sin, any misunderstanding, any bitterness, any strife, any hurt feelings. I pray that let it go and 2020 be a new day in their life. In Jesus' name. Talk to him, being transparent with him. Lord, I know I didn't do enough in 19. I know I failed you in 19. God, I know you know that, but I aim to do better in 2020. I ask you to give me strength. I ask you to help me, Jesus. Help me to forgive those I haven't forgiven. If there's any unforgiveness in my heart, come on, be honest with God. He knows about it already. Just be honest with him because the pen's in your hands. Have your mind made up. Let there be a fresh commitment tonight.